Hello, this is Diksha from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 24th of April. Setting a global record for daily cases for the third day in a row, India reported more than 3,46,000 COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stood at over 1 crore 66 lakh. More than 2,600 fatalities were reported in the same period, pushing the death toll past 1,89,000. The chief of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adhanom, said yesterday that the situation in India is a quote-unquote devastating reminder of what the virus can do. Delhi, Bengaluru and Maharashtra yesterday recorded their highest single-day deaths from COVID-19 since the pandemic began. 348 patients died in a day in Delhi, 733 in Maharashtra and more than 120 in Bengaluru. As the surge continues, India is facing shortages in oxygen, ICU beds, essential drugs and timely medical care. Delhi has emerged as the most affected state in terms of oxygen shortage. We will come back to Delhi's oxygen crisis later in the episode. In Punjab, Six patients died at a private hospital in Amritsar this morning allegedly due to oxygen shortage. The families of patients alleged that ventilators had run out of oxygen, while officials blamed the district administration for giving priority to state-run hospitals amid the COVID crisis. Punjab Health Minister Balbir Singh Sidhu said that the state will launch an investigation into the death of the patients. He also said that Chief Minister Amrinder Singh had written to the Prime Minister appealing to increase oxygen supply to the state as COVID infections soar. Punjab logged over 6,700 COVID cases in the last 24 hours. Meanwhile, liquid medical oxygen was transported to Maharashtra's Nagpur yesterday on a special train dubbed the Oxygen Express. The train, which had left Andhra Pradesh's Vishakhapatnam on Thursday, unloaded three tankers of oxygen at Nagpur. The additional municipal commissioner of the district said that they had received 45 metric tons of oxygen from the tankers. According to the Indian Express, besides Maharashtra, governments in Uttar Pradesh, Andhra Pradesh and Delhi have also requested railways to transport oxygen tankers from various plants to their states. Meanwhile, a night curfew will be enforced in Andhra Pradesh starting today. The restrictions will be in place from 10pm to 5am. The director of the All India Institute of Medical Sciences in Delhi, Dr. Randeep Guleria, said yesterday that the new COVID variants detected in India were more infectious. The director said that people must take both doses of the COVID-19 vaccines as there was a significant chance of contracting the infection if just one dose is taken. On April 19, the central government had launched a new vaccination policy for phase 3 of the nationwide vaccination program under which those aged 18 and above would be vaccinated. The new policy immediately became the subject of controversy and criticism online and offline. To know why, go to newslaundry.com and read Jummy N Rao's latest opinion piece in which he breaks down how aspects of this policy threaten to undermine the vaccination drive. The piece is titled India's COVID vaccination policy just became political and perverse. You can also listen to the audio version of this story on our website. Now for a brief update on global COVID numbers. More than 145.7 million people in the world have been infected by the virus so far, while over 3.08 million people have lost their lives to it. 
The Delhi High Court said today that if any official in the central, state or local administration is found obstructing oxygen supply, then it will quote-unquote not spare that man. The Delhi government told the court that the system will collapse if the capital does not get 480 metric tons of oxygen daily. Yesterday, the court had also instructed all hospitals and nursing homes in Delhi to approach the nodal officer with their requests for oxygen supplies. The court was hearing pleas moved by two hospitals, Brahm Healthcare and Batra Hospital, seeking supply of oxygen. An oxygen tanker arrived at Batra Hospital this morning. The alarming shortage of medical oxygen has been flagged by several hospitals, some of whom have moved the court to seek urgent relief. On Thursday, the court heard similar pleas from Delhi's Max Group of Hospitals and Saroj Super Specialty Hospital. Mulchand Hospital, one of the prominent COVID facilities in the city today, took to Twitter to plead with the government to replenish its oxygen, saying that they had only two hours of oxygen left. The hospital has over 135 COVID patients, many of whom are on life support. The medical director of the LNJP hospital, meanwhile, said this morning that all intensive care units at the facility had been running full for the last four to five days. He added, and I quote, Some critical patients need 40 to 50 litres of oxygen per minute to maintain oxygen saturation level. The oxygen supply chain is compromised, unquote. The oxygen crisis has led to patients dying outside hospitals awaiting treatment. The shortage has caused deaths of critically ill patients in two hospitals in Delhi in the last two days. After the news of 25 patients dying at Sir Gangaram Hospital came out yesterday, at least 20 coronavirus patients died today in Delhi's Jaipur Golden Hospital. The deaths took place due to low oxygen pressure. Authorities at the hospital said that another 200 lives were at risk as they had supplies to last only for another half an hour. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal yesterday highlighted the acute oxygen shortage in hospitals in the capital during a meeting with Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Arvind Kejriwal's six-minute monologue made the news as it was telecast live on TV news channels through an ANI feed. Kejriwal warned that a big tragedy was awaiting and people of Delhi are in pain due to the oxygen shortage. The Chief Minister asked Narendra Modi and I quote, Will people of Delhi not get oxygen if there is no oxygen-producing plant here? Please suggest whom I should speak with at the centre when an oxygen tanker for Delhi is stopped in another state. Unquote. He further asked the Prime Minister to facilitate the airlifting of oxygen from West Bengal and Odisha. As Kejriwal continued with his plea, Prime Minister Modi intervened to say that a live telecast of the meeting was against tradition and protocol. The Prime Minister told Kejriwal, and I quote, This is not appropriate. We should always maintain restraint. Unquote. This was followed by an apology by the Chief Minister. Hours later, Kejriwal's office expressed regret for the live telecast of his address to the Prime Minister and added that there was no instruction, written or verbal, from the centre that had said that the interaction could not be shared live. Was the Delhi CM's live telecast of a meeting with the Prime Minister something that had never been done before? Was the meeting in fact a strictly private one? What was the intention behind airing the CM's monologue live? News Laundry's Ayush Tiwari spoke to a member of the Aam Party and people familiar with the decision to telecast the monologue to know what transpired. Go to newslaundry.com and read the report titled Through Live Telecast of PM Meet, 
Kejriwal wanted to publicly convey Delhi's grim COVID situation. While you're on our website, I also urge you to watch Akansha Kumar's video report on how Noida's private hospitals are dealing with the COVID crisis. She finds out what the patients are going through to get treatment and whether or not the hospitals are adequately prepared to tackle the second wave. The video report is titled, Can Noida's Private Hospitals Cope with the COVID Crisis? Amid a raging second wave of COVID-19 in India, even the international media is covering extensively the grim situation of COVID patients and the collapsing medical system. Despite this, a section of the mainstream media here at home is still batting for the administration, steering clear of exposing the gaps in the country's COVID management. But you can count on independent news platforms like News Laundry to bring you a factual and accurate picture of the current COVID situation. But to do that, we need your support. We are a 100% ad-free independent news platform. We don't take any funding from the government or private corporations. Our subscribers pay to keep us afloat. So, if you want news that is accurate and can hold power to account, go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner today. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. The Central Bureau of Investigation today registered a case against former Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh in connection with the corruption allegations against him. CBI carried out searches at his home in Mumbai earlier today. Anil Deshmukh was summoned by the Central Agency for Questioning on April 14 after former Mumbai Police Commissioner Parambir Singh accused him of directing his subordinates to extort money from bars, restaurants and hotels in Mumbai. According to news agency PTI, during the inquiry, the CBI reportedly said that it has found enough prima facie material to start a formal probe against Deshmukh and other unidentified persons under the provisions of the Prevention of Corruption Act. Deshmukh had denied any indiscretion and resigned from the state cabinet on April 5 after the Bombay High Court directed CBI to conduct a preliminary inquiry into allegations against him. On the 8th of April, the Supreme Court had dismissed the Maharashtra government and Deshmukh's petitions to cancel the CBI inquiry against him. The top court had said that the allegations against Deshmukh were a matter of public confidence. Justice N. V. Ramana was sworn in as the 48th Chief Justice of India this morning. President Ramnath Kovind administered him the oath at Rashtrapati Bhavan in Delhi in a small ceremony owing to COVID restrictions. Meanwhile, retiring Chief Justice of India S.A. Bobre said yesterday that he was leaving office with happiness and the satisfaction of having done his best. In one of his hearings yesterday, Justice Bobre, heading a three-judge bench, expressed displeasure at some senior lawyers who had criticised the top court for its handling of the matter related to the management of the pandemic. Justice Bobde said that senior advocates had imputed motives to the judges. The bench, also comprising Justices L. Nageswara Rao and S. Ravindra Bhatt, said that they had no intention of taking over COVID-19 matters from the High Courts. The Supreme Court Bar Association had pointed out that High Courts were better placed to get immediate reports on the COVID situation. The Association had also moved the Supreme Court against its order. A day after a glacier burst in Niti Valley near the Sino-Indian border in Uttarakhand's Chamoli district on Friday, the Indian Army said that 291 people had been rescued so far. It added that rescue operations are still underway.
the army informed in a series of tweets that a border roads organization or BRO camp came under an avalanche around 4pm yesterday. The avalanche took place during heavy snowfall in Sumna area of the Joshimach sector. The army said that while 55 BRO personnel could be deployed immediately, blizzard conditions kept rescue operations at bay till late evening. It further stated that another 150 General Reserve Engineer Force personnel trapped in the BRO camp had been rescued during the operation that was undertaken by the army last night. A similar calamity had hit Uttarakhand's Chamoli district in February, leading to flash floods in the Dholi Ganga River, causing large-scale devastation. Today, India is scheduled to fly critical search equipment to Indonesia to locate the missing submarine KRI Nangala 402, which went missing on Wednesday. The submarine went missing as it prepared to conduct a torpedo drill with the head of the Indonesian submarine fleet aboard. Officials fear that the vessel may have sunk to a depth where it might have been crushed. The Indonesian Navy yesterday had searched the waters off the coast of Bali to find the missing submarine and predicted that it had less than a day's supply of oxygen left for a 53-member crew. An Indian official told the Hindustan Times today, and I quote, Intervention system of the second Deep Submergence Rescue Vessel or DSRV will be airlifted to Indonesia by the Indian Air Force today. The system can be used to locate the submarine. Unquote. Earlier on Thursday, the Indian Navy had dispatched a DSRV by sea to help the Indonesian Navy with its search and rescue efforts. The rescue vessel is being ferried by offshore supply vessel Sabarmati and could take almost a week to reach the location. Meanwhile, the United States has also offered support. Yesterday, the Pentagon had said that US Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had spoken with his Indonesian counterpart and offered additional support which could include undersea search assets. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.